Welcome back to Biff, a podcast about superhero TV, movies, games, comic books, breakfast cereals, and more. I am Dan Morin. I am joined by the rest of my paragons of virtue and heroism. Uh, John Moltz is here. Hi, John. <laughs> Dan, later I will tell you how many steps ahead of you I am. <laughs> you're getting too many steps right now (laughs) i think you'll be surprised too many steps ahead uh and guy english is also here hi guy i uh (laughs) i basically mentally figured out that Moltz was going to be the first one to take a stab at the 10 steps thing. <laughs> That's how many steps ahead of Moltz I am. Just, <laughs> just one, but enough, enough to know. Well, it is a truly momentous day here at Biff because Arrow Season 8 has premiered. And since our roots lie deep in the Arrowverse back when we started the Speedy Arrowcast many, many years ago, um, I, we are obviously going to recap this final season of Arrow kicking off with season eight episode one entitled starling city which seems kind of innocuous title until you sort of put together yes that's why um so if you have not watched season eight episode one i would suggest skipping uh, past this part because you know it's gonna be super (laughs) spoilery uh and if you have watched it well here we go um so uh obviously this is the first episode of season eight which is they've described several times now as a love letter to fans and that is evident right from the get-go as we once again open on uh, oliver queen running through the woods of lian yu and uh grabbing his um his bow and arrow to light a signal fire there are some changes immediately that we might notice one he doesn't have his long island beard Two, there's instead of a <laughs> Deathstroke mask, Long Island beard, fake Long Island beard, Long Island beard, not Long, fake Island, Long beard. Island beard. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a, this expression is when you have a fake beard because you've been on an island for five years. It's a Long Island beard. Um, <laughs> it's like a nice tea, but yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Six yeah. different beards. Um, mm-hmm. And instead of a Deathstroke mask, mask in the opening scene, we instead have a Batman mask. <laughs> I'm going with Batman. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Ding. Okay. Right. Um, we also get a little bit of a voiceover at this point explaining to us that there are different classes of heroes, and the cream of the crop are paragons. Uh, and that's the monitor talking. I really did not like that opening speech. I got no, it. No, I didn't I, either. I got the setup, but like human beings cling to the idea that everybody's created equal. I'm like, ooh, that's that's not i don't like the way you're framing <laughs> but that they're at not. all <laughs> yeah right they're way cooler than you are <laughs> yeah i kind of see where you're going with that but ooh, i'm not i don't feel good about that at all uh-huh. that's that's fair uh i had immediately forgotten it so uh, you know it's to me yeah. maybe that was one of the weaker moments in the episode but it was also you know they could have just done yeah. nothing i suppose um, well, I mean, I think they want to set up a. That's probably a line close enough, right, from the, the original comics. But mm. I just can't remember. Uh, B. They just want to set up the notion that like he's being selected specifically out of the multiverse because he is better than everybody, right? Like that's yeah. that's why you would select the cream of the crop. Unfortunately, when you frame it as like you know some people are just inherently better than others, that makes right. it makes it yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Fair. Um, we basically then are treated to essentially a uh, funhouse mirror version of the first episode of Arrow, where Oliver comes back from the island 
he meets Moira and goes home. And our first clue that something is not quite right is instead of Moira being married to Walter Steele, she is married to Malcolm Merlin. Uh, and then our second indication is when, in the moment when um, uh, uh, Thea did her entrance, I believe, in the pilot, we instead get Tommy coming down the stairs. Uh, although a lot of these lines are direct quotes, basically, from the first episode, um, including uh, Tommy says something about, like, what I tell you, yachts suck. Yeah, uh, suck Mo- yeah. Moira's line to, to him is exactly the same. Um, so we get, you know, a lot of these callbacks, but there are differences. Thea in this reality is dead. She died of an overdose of vertigo. Um, Walter left when the gambit went down. Um, and Oliver has been gone for a decade, I think 12 years instead of five years. Um, so we basically get this setup where Oliver's at home and we very quickly realize that though this is our Oliver, this is not our earth. Uh, and we are in fact on earth. Two, which we realize is, is Tommy living with his parents. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a giant <laughs> is that mansion. The implication he's a thirty-something-year-old man living with his parents. I don't think we're actually told that, but like, no, he, but it's like he comes downstairs like he's coming out of his room. He come, come, he come, like maybe there's a bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he definitely married and divorced twice in this universe. Yeah, right. Yeah, so maybe maybe he's got nowhere better to live. <laughs> yeah, in his <laughs> old got room, no place else to go. Yeah. Yeah. So Ollie's here for a reason. He steals Moira's key card and he breaks into uh, the Applied Sciences Division of, I think it's called Queen Merlin. Um, Merlin Queen, one of those. Uh, and goes to find something, but discovers that someone has killed a bunch of scientists with arrows and been there before him. He is confronted by another green arrow figure and they fight, fight, fight until uh, Laurel uh, shows up and saves Oliver and asks, what the hell are you doing on my Earth? Thus cluing us into being on Earth 2. Uh, this version of the Green Arrow, who is still called The Hood, is played by our good friend Adrian Chase, who <laughs> is a good guy, but I love is just as psychotically intense as the bad version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a, he does a real Batman voice thing. He does, going and on. I, I yeah. love that. I really, I liked this actor a lot. I know I it's silly, but it works. I know, but I really enjoyed him. I really enjoyed the spin here. Um, uh, we get including, we get a, like a, again, like a funhouse mirror version of the bunker, which is purple instead of green. It's Laurel's bunker, not Adrian Chase's, who is like kind of her sidekick. Uh, he does the salmon ladder. Um, and they, <laughs> they kind of conclude that the dark archer has killed the scientist and Oliver's like, it's, Mar- it's Malcolm Merlin. Duh. It's totally Malcolm Merlin. Uh, so he, um, he's yeah. going to investigate at, at the, uh, the Queen Consolidate building or whatever it's called and is confronted. I was so, uh, I was so on board with, uh, uh, Molly in this one. I'm like, yeah, of course it's Malcolm. Oh, like, I knew it was not Malcolm. The second he was that <laughs> sure about it, I was like, no way yeah. is it Malcolm. Uh, right, right, right. I just, I fell for it because I thought by this point I'd figured that like, look, what they're going to do is tell the first season in one episode. Ah, gotcha. Uh, Which they kind of like, do. They kind of do. They but really do. Again, anyway, I'll get to that. Distorted. I'll get to that after. There's a reason yeah. I thought that, but yeah. Um, anyway, so Oliver goes to the Queen building to talk to Malcolm. Um, but is in- intercepted by the monitor who gives him a talking to um, about how he should not be interfering in this Earth's events. And he's just here to get these dwarf star particles uh, that were the thing that was stolen from the Applied Sciences Division. Um, Oliver interrogates uh, Merlin 
and uh, doesn't really get much out of it, but he remains convinced that Merlin is the Dark Archer and has basically stolen the Dwarf Star Particles for some nefarious purpose. He goes to the IT department to hack into some stuff, and we get a scene with a Felicity doppelganger um, who uh, informs him that she's not the head of IT, but the head of IT is, in fact, our good friend Curtis Holt, who's not who seen. so much like Felicity that it completely yeah, threw me. I had a double like, I think they should have made her like, a little less like Felicity. I, yeah. I just thought uh, she'd put on a little weight or something for a second. <laughs> No, she's, like she, not, like, she's not even in the season, though. <laughs> no, I, I know that intellectually, but I mean, it, I didn't, it's not like I think about that when I'm watching the show. Like, I don't, I try not to let the meta stuff, like, dictate what I'm going to expect. And, like, when she, <laughs> like, her body seemed a little different shaped. And when she turned on, I'm like, man, she looks good. She's a good looking woman. But I'm like, I don't, looks a little off, a little different. And I, I couldn't tell why. It turned out because she's <laughs> totally not person. the same person. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. White um, people all look the same to me. I can't really. It's, it's a problem. Yeah, sure. Our, uh, our, uh, Oliver Bake breaks into Curtis's office. Uh, the picture on the desk shows that Curtis is married to Nick, uh, the cop. Maybe not a cop in this reality, but his boyfriend, basically, from yeah. the previous season. Um, and then, as the arrow, Oliver goes to confront Malcolm, uh, who is <laughs> scared out of his mind about the green arrow yelling at him. Uh, and then they are interrupted by the Dark Archer who crashes in to fight Ollie. Fight, fight, fight. And Oliver knocks him out, unmasks him, and we discover the Dark Archer is actually Tommy Merlin, which I definitely had a visceral, oh, Tommy moment of like, no, come on, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. And uh, Ollie says the same thing uh, that Malcolm says when Malcolm unmasks Ollie the first mm. time. Mm. Yes. Like he uh, beats him up and says, oh, no. Like, once he realizes that he oh, goes, oh, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. Um, we uh, cut to Dinah, who is still a cop, in- interrogating Merlin and Moira over the um, the Green Arrow and Dark Archer breaking in. Um, and they are interrupted by Renee, who is, I guess, the Merlin's security guy, um, who yeah. sort of kicks her out. That's right. That's what I took from that. Um, we then get Moira introducing Oliver to his new bodyguard, John Diggle. And we have a rehash of the scene where Dig is driving Ollie and he asks what to call him. And then he tries to break out of the car, but the doors are locked in the background because it's our Dig, which was awesome. It's the best. Yeah. Um, so Dig has got, he borrowed Cisco's gadget to get here after talking to Felicity um, uh, about the, the monitor showing up. Um, and Oliver basically comes clean over this whole thing and, you know, explains that he's supposed to die. And, you know, Diggle gives him a hard time for pushing everybody away, uh, which is our usual song and dance. <laughs> so nothing new there. Um, but he agrees to let Diggle help him. Uh, later at Verdant, we have a, uh, a moment where all, uh, Tommy has his attention on Oliver because Oliver catches a, a champagne cork. Um, and then uh, we Oliver tracks Tommy. Uh, is intercepted once again by Dig and agrees to let him help and then does the uh, handshake into headlock move, muttering, you always fail for this move. (laughs) That was my favorite line, because in the pilot, like, it always bugged me that in the pilot, uh, he just knocks Dig unconscious and we never hear about it again. Yeah. And this just was a pure recognition of like, yeah, that was weird. We know it was weird. We we should have said something about that. Yeah. Yeah, like, we're, we're owning up to it now. Fine. Yeah. Here it is. You know. Yeah, I love it. Uh, 
Ollie confronts Tommy, all the cards are on the table. Uh, Renee shows up and tranquilizes uh, Oliver, and um, we basically have Oliver strung up like Malcolm strung him up in the first season. Uh, Dinah is also evil here. She and Renee are both Tommy's hench people. And we learn that Tommy wants to use the Dwarf Star Particles to destroy the Glades to get vengeance for Thea in a flipped version of The Undertaking from Season 1, which Oliver is smart enough to figure out. Um, Oliver breaks out, and Dig helps save him. They go to the bunker to team up with Laurel and Adrian Chase and sort of talk them through. Uh, two more great lines here where <laughs> they ask, how would you level the glades? And Dig goes, personally, I'd use an earthquake machine. <laughs> uh, to which Adrian Chase says, that sounds like science fiction. The look that David Ramsey gives Stephen Amell, there's like a 10 second thing where he's yeah. just like giving him a look. And it is fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, um, so great. Followed quickly by um, you know, Oliver <laughs> asserting to Adrian Chase, maybe I'm just ten steps ahead of you, which made me clap out that, loud when I watched that was this. the best that was the best line. That was so great. And I, you know, I am not an Adrian Chase fan. <laughs> it was no, fabulous. But, but that was that was totally worth it. I, Again, so, it's it's the writers I mean, it is a love letter, and it's the writers knowing where they overdid stuff, like knocking Dig out or like this whole X steps yeah. ahead thing. Yeah. Um, if we better get like a give us the room comment <laughs> at some point. Like that's what we need. I, I love it because it's like these people really love the show. And yeah. the fact that they're calling out their own weirdness is just. Yeah, oh, they know. So I mean, again, so it's one of the things I think about mainly when it's like you have to produce, you know, 23 episodes of tv in oh, a yeah. year like you're gonna yeah. fall back on some tropes and it's great that they realize that like hey you know we had to do these things sometimes because it's just like they're shortcuts right they're narrative shortcuts yes uh yeah. and, but we're also going to hang a lantern on it when we sort of only have a 10 episode season and we can afford to like you know right. be a little loosey-goosey yeah we can afford to celebrate everything that we've made and done which they really do and while we're at it poke a little fun at ourselves because because whatever it's been great like they've had a great show so far and this is man i love this episode but let's get getting ahead of yourself well all right so they go and track figure out oliver figures out that the um where thea died is going to be where tommy sets up his machine so they go there and fight a bunch of random thugs okay uh also laurel apparently uses guns on this earth (laughs) um and uh, Oliver at one point takes out both dinah and renee and has another good line back on my earth you had a better teacher um (laughs) Uh, he goes and fr- confronts Tommy on the roof. I will say, Tommy's eyes and that mask look a lot like John Barrowman's eyes. I think there is actually yeah. a resemblance there, which was pretty nice. Um, Oliver basically gives a whole speech to Tommy after they fight uh, about like how we should be a better man. And it works! <laughs> which mm-hmm. was also kind of nice. And Tommy like decides to uh, give in. He disarms the device. Um, Chase, back at the bunker, Chase figures out that Oliver is actually you know, the the green arrow slash the hood from another dimension. Uh, John and Oliver take the dwarf star particles and leave. Um, Oliver does one last thing. He goes to see Tommy in the interrogation room uh, bef- and sort of, you know, have a heart to heart with him before saying goodbye to his mom rather tearfully. Uh, and then something weird happens as <laughs> someone attacks the uh, city. At first, I thought it well, was... The- the reverse flash it's the, whole, it's the universe yes, i know i'm getting there <laughs> yeah okay uh, at first i thought it was the reverse flash because it kind of looked like red lightning uh and then the entire universe essentially just disintegrates including both uh moira and tommy getting um 
snapped. Infinity Stone yeah. snapped. They got, they got Thanos. To, that's yeah. how powerful Thanos is. He just reached into a whole different <laughs> and, uh, company. Laurel uh, joins Oliver and Dig just in time to jump into the portal and back to Earth One. It's unclear at this point. Not sure. Yeah. Um, we also have a flash forward story this this week, which basically involves the uh, Arrow Babies, as some people call them, uh, trying to get their feet under themselves as a team. Uh, they're trying to protect a wealthy um, a wealthy businessman uh, because the situation has changed since the wall came down around the glades. But that businessman is targeted by the Deathstroke game gang, including our first look at uh, John Junior. Um, so they have a fight. They this guy gets kidnapped. Uh, they go to get him back. Uh, William has to give me a pep talk about, you know, maybe you should be more of a team player and we can do this together, etc. Um, JJ, uh, or sorry, Connor tries to use himself as bait, uh, to, you know, draw off JJ. Doesn't work. JJ fights Mia, has a chance to kill her and doesn't. Um, but he's gotten whatever he needs, uh, these codes from the guy they kidnapped and says something about this being his city, uh, and jumps out a window because that's how you make your exit. Uh, at which point Mia decides next time they're going to do things her way. And there you have it. Dun, 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 Indeed. A <laughs> uh, lot happening in this episode, setting the table for crisis, obviously, but also, I think, doing a nice job of, of giving us, as we discuss, discussed, like, it's the final season of Arrow. It's got to have a lot of Arrow-specific stuff to sort of look back on previous seasons where we've been etc because you want to do a fitting end to the show without making it just about crisis um mm-hmm. but i really enjoyed how they melded those things together i really enjoyed that it's like a totally non-formula episode for arrow yeah um mm-hmm. because it, when you have 10 episodes and you're eight years into a, a series i think you can also kind of dispense with the fiction that like you need to be accessible to anybody who's picking this up right now <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, that's a great um, point, actually. Yeah, And so it gives you the freedom to sort of step away from having to explain a lot of things. Um, and even if you did just come in this week, I actually feel like this is a pretty good starting place. If you were like, oh, I just need to watch this season of Arrow to be ready for Crisis. I mean, you know, the, if you know the premise of Arrow, you kind of get it rehashed and then quickly yeah. explained he's on a, a different Earth. And, you know, you're basically set at that point. Yeah. 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 And so, like I said, I thought this was going to be a retelling of season one. and it basically is, uh, you know, a few twists thrown in there. I suspect, or I kind of really hope, actually, that the second episode will be a retelling of season two. Um, I, I will tell you. <laughs> or a love, epi- sorry, let me, let me stop saying, like, I should swap out retelling for a love letter to season one versus love letter to I, season I two. I don't think it's going to be that linear, if only because next week's episode is called, I believe, Welcome to Hong Kong. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. love letter to season three. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. Okay. You know what? They've so earned my trust. I am excited. Like I, this episode was terrific. So, yeah, yeah. Just, well, and they're bringing they're bringing um, Manu Bennett back, aren't they? I th- I would assume they would be foolish not to have him show up in some way. But I don't remember yeah. if I've heard that confirmed or not. Okay. All right. Um, cause I was just sort of thinking that if they have him slated, you know, that seems like something that you'd want to hold off until later in the year 
or you know season so. even short season so you know you want to you want to get through like if you, if you are going to do like a love letter to each season do the, do the first one first and then do the lousy ones <laughs> and then do the good ones yeah yeah because i mean honestly an episode with damien dark i'd love that that'd be great sure. yeah. yeah yeah i'd be yeah. on board yeah. with that um i i think the interesting so there are a few interesting things that happen here one we start to get almost it's as though Oliver is assembling like a team, right? Because we got Dig, obviously, who came mm-hmm. along from his own volition, but we also get Laurel uh, saved from the destruction of Earth 2. Um, so we get the idea that, like, you know, there is an element of perhaps hopping around the multiverse and collecting things and people that will be needed for the crisis, which, yeah. again, I think is a good, it's an interesting setup uh, to have. It's very, it's very sliders. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right yeah well yeah. it's also cool. assumed, like each- I mean, we talked about this a little bit that during our discussion late in last season when we knew a little bit more about what was going to happen in this season uh and we knew who were, who we started to know who was going to appear i had sort of assumed that it was going to be some sort of time travel thing but um i like how they're doing the parallel universes instead right 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 it gives us a chance to see old characters but with a different spin on them which is nice yeah. yes um, right. I also like to guide to your point about sort of doing a interpretation of the first season. I also like that this ends up being, even though the Earth 2 gets ultimately destroyed, is kind of a remediation of the first season. Like it's Oliver gets a mm-hmm. chance to write, basically fix what happened at the first mm-hmm. season. You know, he stops the yeah. undertaking this time. He talks Tommy back from the brink in a way that he, you know, couldn't save Tommy or the city uh, mm-hmm. last time. And I think that's a nice, it's a nice spin. Uh, on it yeah maybe a little undercut by the world getting destroyed (laughs) right well here's the thing he's he's actually a hero now right you know so he can sort of put his faith and give him the uh the old jean-luc picard speech and you know expect him to do the right thing but um the fact that the universe gets destroyed is sort of incidental it is of no consequence now to us the story or the plot or the character like right Right. If he had just left, we would never ever would revisit this place ever again, and it would be dead, just as dead as what happened. Yeah, I I mean, I did have my moment of trying to figure out for a second why, (laughs) how was they, how were they going to explain that Oliver Queen disappeared again (laughs) just after getting back from the island? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it turns out not a problem anymore. Yep. Yeah. Not not going to be an issue. (laughs) We Um, also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. Well, I was just going to. I mean, I was going to bring up the my one of my favorite characters is Moira and it's so great first of all it's so great to see her back yeah. um but also just like their dynamic is really good i mean mm-hmm. and it and it comes through in this episode just as it did in the first two seasons and it made me go back and watch the scene which is i think it's my favorite scene from the entire run of the show still is from season two where she tells him that she knows that he's the green yeah or you know he's Mm -hmm. the hood or whatever he was back then yeah Yeah. she's a terrific actor and they play off so well together yeah Yeah. even just the way he hugs her feels like he's hugging his mom like just yeah Yeah. it's great man i i miss having her on the show yeah, uh, I'm yeah. Glad I mean, that I sort of come back. I sort of yeah. hope they run into like you know evil. Just <laughs> there are evil. <laughs> you know, so, like, yeah. she comes. She comes back in other episodes in in different incarnations. There, there are yeah. comments that we will see some of the characters from this episode in different incarnations yep. throughout the season. So, yeah. I would not assume that we've seen the last of any of these characters yet. 
Um, Good. Uh, yeah. You know, same thing. I would imagine same goes for Tommy and Malcolm, Tommy. both of whom are. Yeah. I mean, Malcolm, I have to say, John Barrowman's performance in this episode is just sort of the very earnest, actually not a bad guy, Malcolm Merlin. Yeah. I adore. Yeah. I right. adore it. Uh, yeah. I, I loved when great. he was getting scared from yes. like, like when <laughs> the thing it? comes in and he's acting scared. I'm like, oh, is he really going to play like this? <laughs> and the, but it went on too long and i'm like wait why is he <laughs> turns out yeah it's just a weenie you're so. the target audience uh for yeah. this one guy um, yeah, oh no. ouch yeah Ooh. Ooh. uh i john Behrman has serious comic chops and i it's nice to give him a chance yeah. to actually yeah, play with good. that rather than just being you know gruff bad guy um so that was that was great i am curious about the one thing so the only thing that we previously knew about the earth two Arrowverse is that Robert Queen was the vigilante at one point. Not at all mentioned here. They just decided to let that one go, which is fine. It was like a you know a one-off joke on the Flash, I think. Yeah, but oh right, yeah. I was kind of intrigued about like how does that how does that work? <laughs> I didn't understand how Laurel knew that he. I didn't get that. I I lost all honestly all of the multiverse stuff. I assume he's dead in that universe. Which one, Oliver? Yeah. Yes, I think the implication is he oh, yeah. died and Robert survived. Yeah. At least so, from that previous. So, yeah, version. so yeah, so he uh had to be well, he had to be from another universe at any rate. Yeah. And then Adrian takes over the mantle, is that it? I like, mean maybe. It's it's all yeah, left yeah. I think it's left as an right. exercise to the people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, <laughs> how did Laurel how did Earth two Laurel know that this was Earth One Ollie? Well that she, was my point. Like she didn't necess- I would think she wasn't necessarily sure that it was Earth One Ollie, but she knew that it wasn't the one the Earth two Ollie because he was dead. Um. Uh, okay. And, and she's been and visited she had probably by Flash? just assumed. I don't know. She's seen him fight. Maybe she. Yeah. Knew I mean, they him. they know each other, right? Like they know each other pretty well. I think you know. I it doesn't seem a, a far stretch to me. She can move back and forth between the worlds, and they know can how she? to do that. Okay. Well, she, she's I done mean, that. She was in our world for the last several seasons, and she has Wait. gone back and forth. Okay, so that is it's Black Why Siren. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought, and then I was confused because she never did any black sirening. That is true. Yes, but it's the and same. I was like, okay, maybe this is a different one. Okay. So if that is the if that's black siren, cool. I'm all good. I'm happy. Yes. Yes. This Done. is yes. black okay. siren from this yeah. is the Laurel because at the end of last season she goes back to her Earth to actually be. Oh her. right. Right. Okay. Right. So okay. Good work. Good on you, Laurel. Um. One of the one of the things I thought was so wonderful about this episode. Uh. And is in fact the sponsor is uh, <laughs> champagne corks. <laughs> if you collect enough of them, you can stick them together and create a cork board, which is always fun to keep your conspiracy theories on. That champagne cork scene in the bar. First of all, I miss being in bars. I miss. We'll we'll get to the uh, the places later. The, uh, the sets later. Uh, that champagne cork sound going off uh the way he turns and catches it and the fact that uh we see uh tommy in the background brilliant you don't need any like long explanation you don't need anything tommy's on the ball he notices that ollie's clearly a ninja and that's all the storytelling you need like he <laughs> game, pieces it together game recognize yeah. game right. yeah no but it is so it, it is so elo- elo- eloquently elegantly done that uh it's just, it's so tight. Everybody understands exactly what's happening. You don't need to spend a bunch of dialogue on it. It's, it's really great. Yeah. I loved it. I agree. There, there's a efficiency to it, uh, and it's well shot yeah. and all that. I, yep. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, Which is hard to do in a club, too. Like, all the lights, are, like, 
like they didn't have flashing lights. They did just such a good tight job of that key story point, because if you didn't know what happened in that scene, you would not understand at all how Tommy figured it out, but they pulled it off expertly and it was, it was really great. Nice touch. Yep. 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 Um, I liked, uh, so yeah, so you mentioned the, the locations guy, we had several, you know, sets essentially rebuilt Mm -hmm. for this, um, including Verdant and the Queen Mansion, um, which, yeah, I always, I always am impressed, Which looked a little, it did look a little different or was shot from a different angle. The front doors were different. Yeah. I mean, I'm always, I always remember those front doors because they never, um, they never, there was no like door jam at the bottom. Oh, right. And I was like, I was always like, man, they must spend a lot to heat that house because the wind just blows right through there. Uh, I mean, but that's, that's like awesome. a set we haven't used for yeah. five years or something. Like, right. except for with, right. with a couple small, probably exceptions. And it's another Earth, so it's fine. You yeah, know, just, yeah. You know. yeah. Uh, Verdant also looked a little bit different to me, but again, you know, yeah. It's a different. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's I funny. It. I, yeah. I love superhero parallel Earths like um, setups just because they <laughs> they kind of both are like you know anything can happen. It's a multiverse where it's like well it's the same things happen just with a few minor differences. <laughs> all the same people are here, <laughs> like all the same. I always find that very amusing because it's like everything happened exactly the same, you know, as it did in the first season except it was like seven years later <laughs> and yeah you know, it's a little weird yeah, and yeah even the monitors like there's not one earth where monkeys didn't come out of the caves or something it's like this is where people yeah. are people are in charge basically on every earth that's weird yeah Dude. yeah are you sure have you looked it everywhere seems like there should be <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe have you, you looked at all of them yeah. except <laughs> for earth 5742 we don't talk <laughs> about that one <laughs> yeah well even then isn't the one that's just ruled by the apes oh maybe he's counting that as some kind of anyway well at one yeah, point they also there, there's a part in like one of the earlier seasons of either the flash or supergirl where they put like a like a cap they're like yeah there's 52 different universes or whatever and you're like really why 52 yeah. other than dc yeah. but like really well and then and then, they said, wise. and then then there was earth x right so, right so there's actually 53 yeah and you know yeah, yeah. i, yeah, I it, mean so. it's fine it's comic book superhero logic it's totally right. one of those like yep we're not going to worry about it yeah. right one of the things I did like or found notable was um, uh, it is uh, Adrian Trace doing the salmon ladder. Yes. With his shirt off, looking good. Ollie uh, basically calls him a show off. And then somebody calls him, oh, it's uh, Black Siren. Uh, Laurel says, what are you, jealous? He's like, no, just remembering or something? Nostalgic. Or, nostalgic. Nostalgic, yeah. Right, yeah. like he can't do it anymore. And, uh, yeah, I thought the, that too. Which maybe he can't. I mean, and later on, when they've got him strung up, if you watch the original uh, episode, like season one episode, whatever it is, where he gets captured, he's really strung up. He's on his tiptoes and he's, his shirt's off and he's all beaten up and he's like, it seems painful. And in this one, if you look, his feet are nicely, comfortably flat on the ground. He's got a nice shirt on. <laughs> it's wet, but he's got a shirt on. It's like, okay, Steve. Yeah, Stephen it's, Amell. It's season eight. It's, yeah, right. it's, it's season eight kid gloves. Yeah, you're seven right. We years know old. you don't want to be in the gym like... 12 hours a day just to do this you know we're not going to torture you anymore you're seven years older and you're a producer now so you get like right. a little more control over right yeah. yeah it's like that you don't have to spend like i don't know three hours getting 
chilly cold jacked. in this place. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, a whole week getting jacked so you can stand in the cold dripping wet for hours as we redo this shot like a million times. Like, he yeah. does pull himself yeah. up the chains, though, which is, and he looks like he's doing a serious effort there. And I'm like, that still is super impressive. I, yeah. I believe he can, yeah. My, my hunch is that he's got uh, wires on his feet to keep them pointing up. Mm. I think, yeah, I, I thought make that was probably a, what it was, a, too. A little, a little easier, but guess what? Uh, yeah. I am not going to fight Stephen Amell. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shirt on or off, I don't... Yeah, no, he's still, <laughs> still a pretty fit guy. So. Um, yeah. The other thing I want to comment on briefly is we do get also... This is our new uh, Season 8 Oliver uh outfit which interestingly again in like the weird multiverse quirk is the same as adrian chase's outfit even though years of <laughs> um yeah but Just i really go damn i actually Just really like this they i i saw the um the promo shots of this when it came out i really like this outfit i like the way the hood works in this outfit it's got like yeah. almost like lapels kind of when you like throw it back yeah. i don't know i yeah. really like the i i like the look of it 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 harkens back it's so uh i bought it on itunes and the um uh, the cover shot is basically just his like, half a face of him in the hood. And it is harkens back so much to the season one Ollie costume, the yeah, hood costume right. that we loved. It's amazing. Uh, John, did you like the bow that he used? Yeah, I, I was thinking And I did that. like the bow, exactly, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, not that silly, overly compounded bow. No, yeah. it's good old school, old-fashioned right. wood bow. Down Love earth. it. Yeah. yeah. I have a hunch that they're going to get him by the end of the... Uh, season to shave his uh if you look his beard is a little fluffier around like the goatee area <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah yeah because well, i, I yeah, at some point i at some point i expected that the robin hood outfit <laughs> yeah we gonna i do keep the robin like, hood outfit at one point because i feel like it's the last thing kind of left on the table at this point <laughs> right yeah i really do think that at some point he's gonna go full goatee i, I really hope so just for that, I mean, I just dye your hair blonde. I, I mean, really, really if you did so. the boxing yeah. glove arrow, I feel like you can do the Robin Hood hat and goatee <laughs> at some point. Oh yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the other thing that we should do a quick discussion of is the flash forwards, which I think are going to be a little bit contentious. Um, <laughs> I know lots of people don't have a lot of love for them. I understand why. I mean, the obvious. I don't, yeah, they're doing the. I don't like setup. them either, but but I actually thought I liked this better than I did any of the stuff in the previous season. I agree with sure. that. I think yeah. I think there's a lot more. It feels more like an arrow plot, and like I can, yeah, I'm willing to give it a little bit of a, a pass in the sense that when you're telling your story in the concentrated form that the flash forwards require, uh, which is to say, your scenes are like a minute or two mm-hmm. uh you don't get a lot of ch- like i don't think that's necessarily a fair way to judge anybody involved because you're telling yeah. like the same story somebody's telling in a 40 minute episode in about five minutes throughout the course right. of an episode uh i yeah. really like Maybe, i well i mean yeah i think it's it's much more condensed it's much more economical oh, sure. than what they can get away with and i think it's not you know that as a 45 minute episode would look very different um right yeah. i really uh, yeah so i agree with your point that like it's not necessarily fair to, to it's not representative based on that but no and it's not necessarily representative what, what they could do with a full 45 minutes of it uh but if you i mean if it doesn't float your boat and it sort of takes away from what you want to see then i mean you could i get that 
because I feel that, frankly, it, it does that feel interested. So. It does feel like the one concession to sort of the overall network here is like, yes, we know you're interested in doing a spinoff, and we've got to kind of keep a the story alive to engage people who might be interested in the spinoff, and b there's probably some contracting stuff involved there as well. Like in terms of if you're going to get these people to be in a spinoff, you can't leave them on the sidelines necessarily for you know, a whole season or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's I, cool. I just, I hope it, I mean, I mean, we've been not enjoying the flashbacks for many years now. <laughs> forever. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not for, I mean, not forever. Probably season three onward. They got, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. True. True. Yeah. It's been, uh, they skipped them. it's been, it's been a while. Time. Yeah, it has yeah. been a while. They skipped them for um, a little while here there. I did want to call out particularly yeah. the actor who plays Connor. I really mm-hmm. yeah, like. He's good. I think he's yeah. really... Yeah, so I noticed that in this episode as well, and I don't think I really noticed that before, but I thought he was great in this episode. Yeah. yeah. I, a, he looks fantastic in a tux. Uh, B, yeah. he, he does. does. he has one of the best fight scenes uh, in this yep. episode. Um, and see, he just what, seems What's like, up, JJ? Is yeah, it great? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he just seems to have... Uh, I like his character. He felt like he more of a character here. Like, they started to get an idea yeah. of his voice. Um, yeah. And yeah. I liked William here as well. He doesn't get as much to do, but... I did yeah. like him as the like nobody listens to the tech guy. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. They've given a little bit more weenie uh Felicity Smoke sort of action. Not that she's a weenie, but like uh he's certainly a non combatant, right? Like he's not yeah. getting stuck in and uh I liked uh, how do we like JJ? I I mean he doesn't get a lot to very do. much of him. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I like so it's, it's hard to tell. He did a nice mm-hmm. menacing snarl in that last scene right um yeah. it, it again i i don't think we know enough about the evolution of that character to really know anything about him at this point but i like the dynamic yeah. it creates yeah yeah i mean he's also been sort of the butt of some of our jokes for a long time yes and so Con- connor is um he's uh tiger's looks like uh Brad, tiger's bronze, son. bronze tiger's son yeah bronze tiger's son okay okay because i was gonna say they don't really look very much alike but they're not supposed to right no yeah, yeah, I, I, and I think that's also an interesting dynamic, right? Where the where the adopted son is the good guy, quote unquote. Yeah, and yeah. the and the biological son is the bad guy. Right. Um, I think that's yeah. A, yeah. I'm curious. I wish we had seen a little bit. We've never really seen um, Dig or Lila in the flash forwards, so we don't know nope. anything about no how the family evolved that way. Which is also yeah. kind of an interesting question to me, but yeah, maybe that's yeah. something that gets explored if this turns into a series, or maybe it gets explored somewhere else in Crisis. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe JJ is just as bitter about Sarah Junior as we are, and that's what's driven him into a life of crime and madness. <laughs> that seems plausible. <laughs> seems like a thing that could happen. He's angry that he exists, and it co- because somebody else's beautiful young life was snuffed out by this stupid flash. <laughs> <laughs> um if i say the number is four five eight seven to you what do they mean uh four five eight seven um um yeah i got nothing it mm. is oliver queen's prisoner number ah. oh yeah and okay. and the street address at which thea queen died ah. in the glades interesting i wonder if it has hmm. it had cropped up any other times in the show i don't know but i found it i just it was a cute little uh, easter egg that I, I happened to notice on one of the monitors that you know they were talking about like thea died and, yeah 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 that was the address and i was like huh, interesting cool. 
Yeah, I think that, I mean, there's going to be a lot of those, I think, little Easter eggs oh, throughout the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm going to guess. I'm taking a guess here, and I'm going to guess that um, the Longbow Hunters. No. Okay. Close, though. Captain Kodiak, you mean? No, it was, Captain I was going to say that, that it was published uh, like the a- April 5th, 1987, but oh. um, it's not published in August. Of, huh. uh, but of 87. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, oh, wait, maybe it's issue 45? No, there were, were there three issues? I can't remember. Anyway. Is it issue 45? Oh, wait. Oh, no. What is it? 4587? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, on his 43rd birthday. I don't know. Maybe there's something else in here that's okay. 45. But, All right. Well, you listeners we'll get out there our, can send in their conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get our Cracker Jack numerology <laughs> department. Man, I'm kind of happy I don't say that word often enough that I can pronounce it well. <laughs> numerology. It's um, not one I want to say much. Other overall thoughts about either this um, this episode or kind of the season and the stuff that we're setting up? I'm excited. But I'll save that for the yeah uh, for the yeah I, yeah I I like the you know I like the Oliver stuff more much more than the the future stuff uh, but I'm willing to wade through the future stuff. <laughs> well, and here's I, the thing: it's like, a very like I said, I think I like the future stuff a little bit better in this episode than I did in the past season. I don't think it's waiting so much as stepping in a puddle. <laughs> if you okay. you know what I mean, right, perhaps it's, it's not that difficult. It's not that bad. It's just you know you got a little bit of a soaker. But it's, it's not the end of the right. world, you know? Yeah. yeah. It does feel a little bit... I think part of the strength of it, the reason it might be stronger this season is that it's not directly tied to our existing characters. Like... We think. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. And I think they'll probably... I feel like they're going to try to avoid that in large part just because they don't want... I think you might see Renee and Dinah come back, but you're not going to see Felicity, obviously. Oliver's dead. You know, you're probably not going to see uh dig or you know any of those other big characters i think that's okay they kind of need a chance to stand on their own to see if this is actually a dynamic and a like cast that works well together and can tell interesting stories without leaning on their you know the 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 strength of the current show sure that's (laughs) there's also a pragmatic concern which is um how many shows is crisis tying together right uh all of them yeah which is what four or five more I mean, every every <laughs> some shows that aren't even in production anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. DC, every DC show I think that is currently certainly every Arrowverse show that is on the air. Uh, so as, what's that? Four now? Five? Five? And, I think yeah. five. With that and bringing and bringing uh, Black Lightning into the yeah. I'm, I'm including right. I'm including Black Lightning. So all the yeah, right. yeah all five. So six? if we count yeah right. So if we count the Arrow, future uh, Flash Legends Supergirl Batwoman Black Lightning yeah six. Wow, Jesus, yeah, six. Lost shows. six shows. And if we count uh, Star City 2040 as basically its own show, that's adding a, a seventh show with a bunch of characters who never interact with anybody else ever. Right. Well, I mean, do we, I don't know. I, that's why. Yeah. It, it seems know. a degree of difficulty that yeah. I don't think you need, frankly. Uh, right. You know, I'd rather see like eight different versions of Superman fly around than <laughs> than have you know. Congratulations, diggle. you're gonna get exactly what you want. <laughs> yeah, like I don't necessarily think. I mean, this could be a very interesting scene, but I don't necessarily need uh, our Diggle to find JJ in a you know in a bad guy suit 
Right. And scold him. Like, I don't, I don't know if I need that. Like, I don't that, think that I can wait for some other time, yeah. you know? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I g- looked up, uh, that number and apparently Mark Guggenheim, um, was a big fan of the TV show wise guy. Oh, wow. Oh, I remember that show. And four, five, eight, seven. I don't I have no, I'm just reading his, a tweet of his four, five, eight, seven was Vince Terranova's ident code on that show. Wow. <laughs> and he also that said that arrow, arrow awesome. and legends both have lots of wise guy Easter eggs. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That's really, really cool. <laughs> Whatever those might be, I don't. That's I mean, I don't even know any. I know nothing about that show. What's that show with like That's a guy who's like a yeah. mob in for like a like a cop, yeah, undercover so, cop right? and a mob. I remember. I kind of yeah. remember the. the I premise. never saw any of it. The guy. The only thing I know about it is that one of the guys in it. This is actually a really weird link. I believe one of the guys in it is also one of the main characters on the Highlander TV show. Whoa! <laughs> Wild. <laughs> uh yeah i think wow that's pretty funny though <laughs> very very that's great yeah and we didn't even need to kidnap him to get that information out of him that's right yeah right cool we're making progress guys we're well i mean i'm gonna become but yeah 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 i mean we're becoming a kind of a gentler podcast are we <laughs> is that is that what's happening I don't, i'll just take a puff and chill out man <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm gonna fire you wow oh get out of here (laughs) oh you know that hurts i'm sorry all right um uh shall we rate this thing i think we shall uh john you have a rating wait uh it's wait 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 wait. let's 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 recap it (laughs) uh every week we rate the the show that we're covering uh (laughs) The worst rating is Alex. Man, I hope Alex returns. That would be great. Uh, that would be the best. If they just have Alex that holding it. That would be pretty funny, actually. If they just have Alex holding a clipboard and somebody drops a car on him, I would, that's perfect. Than Thea's married to Alex. Oh, even just in a photo. Even just in a photo. Yeah. Like a photo that they took on set sometime. Like, or like a still frame that they've made to look like a photo. I would love that. That, that would be great. Or drop a car on the guy. One or the other. I don't care. Um, Alex is the worst because he's boring as hell. Uh, John Jr. is the middle middle ground. Uh, with the advent of JJ, maybe we're going to need to re-examine that. But that's basically an episode that's inoffensive and fine and it exists. And a Biff is the most exciting kind of episode that you can have. Because Biff Conklin, <laughs> again from season four, is probably the best B character the show's ever had. And <laughs> I really wish I was joking, but he's just that good. Um, can't be killed, even comes back as a ghost, and you got to kill him twice. That's how badass Biff is. <laughs> so what I propose for a rating system now is what I've had to rate this, is uh, this episode, out of those three choices, is 12 steps ahead. <laughs> That's my new rating system. How many steps ahead? Wait. wait. <laughs> wait. Are we switching rating systems? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I 12 just... <laughs> steps ahead also feels like it's, it's when Adrian Chase goes into Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he probably so needs to. That guy a is random. A random scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no upper limit. That's the fun thing about it. No, no. Okay, look. It's it's a bit. I give this it's episode honest. a Queen's Gambit. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like Thanks. That. Thanks. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, actually, I don't know yeah. what it means, but it's a good one. I don't either. Uh, there's any yeah. number of systems we can have. How many quivers in the arrow? Uh, Wait, no, there's only the 52 systems. There's not <laughs> an infinite number. That's right, yeah. And then is, there's it blue, system, is it a blue yeah. puff, a white puff, or a pink puff? <laughs> right, yeah. Then there's system X, so there's you know, <laughs> yeah, 53. Right. Sorry, yeah, 53 right. systems. Yeah. Anyway, this is a strong biff. The reason I actually thought about that earlier, because this was such a strong biff that it's like it needs a little bit of emphatic underscoring. So this is a biff that's 10 steps ahead of all of the other biffs. It's great. I loved it. I got so excited again for the show. I liked it that much. I liked it quite a bit, but uh, there are definitely other episodes that I like more than You're saying four steps oh, ahead, okay. John. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So biff with, with four pips, with four steps, a biff with four steps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, right. You know what? It made me really excited. It, made, it reminded me why I loved Arrow. I, and that is that was... Part of my excitement for the episode. I could probably pick yeah. the episode apart yeah. and like not like it as much. But I mean, it reminded me like, man, I love this show. And so do they. And yeah. I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I, and I hope that this season, I mean, be, you know, we always, one of our big complaints, probably our biggest complaint about this show is that is that middle ground in like January, February, where it's just meandering and not really getting to the point of like the big showdown that we know is coming yeah and i think the fact that they have 10 episodes hopefully means that we won't hit that you know they don't have enough room to do something like that hopefully yeah, yeah. i agree yeah. dan you uh, yeah i i agree with the the biff i'm gonna round it out i think john did you officially give it a biff there john yeah i did okay yeah. uh <laughs> i i agree and i think what delighted me about this episode was i think kind of what, what guy touched on there uh, not just do I think this was like a solid episode that was well constructed in and of itself, but it showed so much of the love and was willing to take mm-hmm. pokes at its own mythology. Uh, that just to me, that was delighted, delightful. And I mean, you can't do that all the time, but when you've earned, I mean, it's, this season, it's a it's a victory lap. Come on. It's yeah. it's 10 yeah. episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is your chance to really like do whatever you want in the same way that we like that about uh shield this past year you know when you know mm-hmm. you're going out you can kind of take some freedoms because you know all your episodes will get to air and you don't have to worry about getting renewed um yeah and and i think that's exactly what they're doing here is they're like we can indulge a little bit and we can tell stories that we maybe could not have told in earlier seasons or we can make jokes about things or be a little more self-referential than maybe we would be in other right. times uh and arrow has I, never been a show that that does that i mean a lot of the other shows in the Arrowverse are much more willing to be uh, amusing and poke fun at themselves. Both Flash and Legends, I think, tend to do that a little bit more. Um, Arrow has yeah. always been a little more grounded and a little more serious. It's nice to see them get a chance to lighten it up a little bit or make yeah. it. It's not that it's not still dark in times, but it's like it's nice to see them have some fun. Uh, and this is going to be. It seems to me that Crisis is setting up for you know something very much like you know infinity war Endgame, where it's like so much of this is going to be some fan service uh because we're just telling a Mm -hmm. big huge ridiculous crossover story yeah and uh just to underscore your underscoring uh the fun has been earned uh yeah you know like you know everybody that's reading this can make fun of arrow to some degree and we certainly do uh we make a living out of this this is actually our primary income <laughs> so 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 go buy some t-shirts it's not it's not a good one but yeah uh, it's no yeah i know there's a lot of panhandling involved too but mostly mostly this uh 
No, but it's they've ruined it. Uh, like, and I'm happy to see them indulging themselves. And really, like, you can tell that these people have been with the show for such a long time. They know it in- intimately, and it's great. I, I, I'm excited to see what comes next. I really am. All right, uh, let's jump over to a very brief superhero sweep, um, where we've got a couple short things to talk about. Can I start with one thing before I forget? Yeah. You were talking about silly moments um, in some of the other shows, and there's definitely a pretty silly moment that happens at the towards the end of this week's Flash episode. Oh, I haven't and seen it. Guy has not seen it, so I don't need to go into it. And if you've seen it, if you're, if you're reading uh, this, this wait, podcast, this, this you will know what it is. This week's or the, or the premiere? Sorry, the premiere. Yes. yes. Okay, so, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't mind. Like, just <laughs> I hate to spoil that moment though because yeah, it's, no, I don't it's spoil one it of you. the oh, better it's about, moments. Like, you need the pacing. You need to. Okay. Yeah. It's. It's yeah, just. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a. It's, it's a delightful a wacky, moment. <laughs> yeah. Right. It comes. Kind of comes out of nowhere. But it's a. It's a quintessential. And that episode is very quintessential. Flash. There's like secret keeping. There's like you know ridiculous science. And then there's a like a crazy silly thing at the end that they do that I would um, like to say makes that, me you know say okay it was worth it watching the show because i got that okay. game. there were there were okay. some i mean as always there are some problems but i felt like this that season premiere and the flash was something i wanted to talk about very briefly i felt like that season premiere did capture a lot more of what i liked about that show uh it especially um the resolution of the i'm again just trying to figure out how to fight the resolution of the pro, quote-unquote problem of the week um was felt just like superhero-y and kind of like mm-hmm. um you know uh, not just about like let's defeat the bad guy uh i liked mm-hmm. that element of it a lot um yeah and you know I, again i i think they're when they stick with the lighter stuff i tend to enjoy it more they can't entirely get away from that just because of the resolution of the la- last season uh they're mm-hmm. kind yeah. of have to pay some dues there but it felt like they were trying to add some some more fun to the mix there and i appreciate that yeah that's cool and that that actually go john well i just i've mentioned this in in some message with you guys but uh candace Patton, i think does a tremendous job in that Mm -hmm. in that episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think she just she's so good in in that um her (laughs) i always find it like i pay attention to this for some reason but like when an actor has to cry and i pay attention as to whether or not i think i believe them in that in that moment and i think it's a really hard thing to do um and so i appreciate it when it's done very well and i think she does that extremely well yeah and i we've talked about her character over the years a little bit and Mm -hmm. they i think that show did has done a disservice to her from for you know a few seasons um and has gotten way better than uh it was early on uh but um regardless of the character i think she's uh She's done a really great job. I wish I could remember the tweet, but uh, it was uh, it, it was from a black actress, I believe, who was um, uh, commenting on the uh, casting of Catwoman, uh, who is going to be played by Zoe Kravitz, uh, and attributing the success or the the broadening of casting decisions uh, to Kenneth Patton, who was cast on Flash hmm. years ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I just thought it was a very gracious, very insightful and interesting sort of comment. I, I wish I'd saved it. I'll probably try to go back and find it at some yeah. point. But uh, but I thought it was great. Uh, 
Yeah, that's that nice. char- that character has been done a disservice, um, and I don't necessarily think that that's that's unfortunately not that uncommon on these shows. Like every now and, yeah. and then, a character gets kind of you know, like Laurel for years, we were lamenting right. that like yeah. she got kind of just overlooked, and I think yeah. uh, uh, Candace Patton's character, who I'm blanking on now, Iris. Uh, thank you. Uh, there's too many, I've got too many superhero girlfriend names in my head that it's just not useful. (laughs) Uh, Only one of them's the character's sister. So, (laughs) right. Yeah. So again, that's a bit of a disservice, but anyway, I, I just, I thought that was an, like an insightful take and I thought it, it, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, uh, it's that kind of sort of, uh, I don't want to say progressive, but it's that kind of expanding of the possibilities of, of who can play what character mm-hmm. that i think makes for a richer uh experience for everybody for richer storytelling to be honest yeah one of the just to lighten the mood a little bit from that uh one of the things that you said in there uh about like how i don't know that it's a very stereotypical flash show or typical flash show and then there's something funny at the end but ultimately it's it's a hero moment i, I took it with regards to the arrow episode that we just discussed uh Ollie wins every one of those fights. <laughs> it, like there's, I don't, there's not one fight in that that he's not either holding his own in, uh, or just defeats Tommy all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's not by beating him up that he ever wins. It's by convincing him. Like it's by doing the superhero speech. Yeah, uh, which I thought was a nice turn. Uh, instead of like I've got to fight harder and stab him more. It's you know, it's it's actually a hero that move, and I I appreciated that about that episode. What too. if I skinned him? Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we did it. We did oh, it. We got it man. in. Yeah. <laughs> man, we should play volleyball together. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, Maverick and Goose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're definitely Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. That's definitely yeah. No, one of you is Anthony Edwards. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh the other one of the other things i want to mention which wasn't on our list but we i think a few of us talked about it elsewhere uh the so we talked about the batwoman pilot uh last week yes uh i don't know if you guys watched season two i think I john did okay, or episode two yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think i would agree with john's assessment i liked that episode a lot better it Same. felt like it didn't have the weight of the entire show on it. Second episodes are often yeah. hard because like first episodes do sort of encapsulate like here's the entire mm-hmm. show in a nutshell. Um, and I think this one did a nice follow-up. It also de- dealt with, I think the, we discussed like this, the idea of like a twist uh, and whether mm-hmm. or not like you should reveal that and revealing that at the end of a pilot being an interesting choice. And I like that that twist was actually more of a hook like mm-hmm. in terms of like well where said. do we go from here and they immediately sort of like do all the things that would be <laughs> extremely logical to do if you thought that was the case um, right. and i appreciated that a lot i think it looked mostly pretty great um they mm-hmm. definitely shot some of that in chicago uh it drew, at one yeah. point there's a convoy driving and it drove past where uh uh friends of my wife and i got married the other like a few years back i was like hey oh, isn't cool. that where they got married and they're like yep it's right there <laughs> um awesome. So that was kind of funny. I like the it looks different from the other CW shows when it really plays it up does. the Chicago stuff, which is a big mark in yeah. its favor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a little uh, bit of her riding a bike that I felt that's not great. It was gre- it was blue screened. I think almost. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple of blue screen stuff. Uh, like when they're in a park. 
yeah. at one point. The background is so out of focus that I, I don't trust it. But generally, the show looks good. Uh, the acting has... I don't... I mean, it takes a while to get into characters. Uh, yeah. And the pilot... Uh, I mean, it's, pilots are weird, always. It, like, if you look at the ep- second episode of Arrow... It's almost like a soft reboot. Yes. Like, yeah. there's just, they drop so many elements and, like, they just ignore stuff, like Diggle getting strangled for, like, you'd think that would get mentioned. <laughs> uh, they just, like, they vanish uh, his you have to, housekeeper. You have to kind of do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, okay, this didn't work. That does work. And this, if anything, I think that this transition from a rockier pilot into a stronger second episode in a smoother way than maybe yeah. Arrow or I, I can't recall the second episode of the flash but in i thought they did a great job of maneuvering from what i felt was a weaker position into into a show that i'm now more excited to watch than i was last time i spoke about it yeah yeah i would tend I to agree. agree with that as well yeah. I, I think that they did a nice job um yeah i'm i i am interested to check out the rest of it i am also intrigued in the whole like they've kept the the uh batman suit around for two episodes I think mm-hmm. that's going to change next week based on the the promos, and we'll get towards the the suit that we saw in Elseworlds last year. But I like mm-hmm. that it's a plot point, right? Like there are so many right. shows where we'll be like, "Oh, I just immediately made this, whipped up this new costume for you," yeah. uh, and I felt like yeah. there's actually a point being made here about why about adopting identities and what's happening with that. So I, yeah, I I, I think that the Rachel Maddow character, uh, what's her name? I don't know, Victoria Fairchild. Snow. Yeah, yeah sure good enough it's a very, uh, it's a very bond <laughs> bond uh bond yeah that name. is that's actually yeah except it's got less double entendres than you'd have in a, in a <laughs> bond lady but um uh i think that's going to play into it because i think ultimately it's going to be okay i'm going to cast off this batman thing and guess what i am a woman and i'm kick-ass is what i think uh, yeah. in terms of that costume they made it very clear that it is uh, more than a little bit bulletproof Yes. yes. Right. Like she just gets shot at point blank range. I'm like, ooh, that's, that's that kind of takes the stakes good, out of a lot of stuff, you know? Good like, body armor yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. Like she doesn't even go flying. I'm like, ooh, that's She also I, I think, point out that was my other scene that there, the yeah. there was a scene where uh she's unconscious and Luke Fox uses the built in defibrillator on the suit and uh-huh. she just opens her eyes and i'm like that's, yeah, that's not how, that, how works. that works that's, that's totally how that works yeah it's just that badass yeah yeah also they so they they do uh make the point that luke is lucius's son yes uh but he seems to have equally vanished we don't we haven't heard the story about him yeah and he's he specifically says i'm not I'm, I'm not lucius or i'm not him or something yeah uh clearly some kind of b-plot story going on there which will be interesting i also thought it was interesting i i made me remember that gotham only ended last season uh and i felt like you know it's probably good that they <laughs> didn't overlap because they are very different in their takes on on the city uh yeah. and the, the the setting and all of that and that's fine you can have two different takes on it but i think this would look much paler if it had to stand up against Gotham. For sure. Yeah. And it's also interesting that both of them have had to tell stories with no Batman. Like, <laughs> because he kind of sucks the air out of the room. Well, we have a Batman-ish. I mean, she's Batman. Right, right. But my point being, both of these are stories told. Yeah, One is told before Batman, Batman emerges, Batman. and now is told when Batman is gone. Uh, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in the same way that I think we talked about the problem with um, in the first season of Supergirl, 
is you have to answer the question about where's Superman. <laughs> and the and the and the piece that's in the middle is Batman sixty six. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I will say there is we, we didn't mention this. That would, <laughs> that would be the best. Just transition seamlessly from Bruce Wayne standing up, you know, at the very end of Gotham in the Batman suit for the first time <laughs> <laughs> into Batman 66. Oh, why is do you know what, I would, do you know what I would love? Where's would... the mashup? Where's the... Someone must have re-edited that scene with the one <laughs> shot of the Batman costume and just dropped Adam West Batman in there. That would have been freaking amazing. What, what, what I want to see is uh, Batwoman uh, drop out of the sky into the middle of some kind of Gotham Square in which is stands a giant statue, a giant hollow chocolate statue, like the one that we got at the Canaries. And yet it is a Batman statue. And is it the one that we see in the dark Knight rises? No. What it is, is Batman running with a bomb over his head <laughs> made out of chocolate in the middle of Gotham. And, and there are some ducks. Some days, some guy, ducks. Some days you just that's what I want. A bomb. Sometimes. Exactly. That's what I want. Um, I, There's I was, a reason they don't let us run these shows, by the way. <laughs> there are many <laughs> so. reasons. That's the top of the list. I was going to say that uh, uh, it did uh, amuse me. We we didn't mention this in the Arrow recap, but there is a Bruce Wayne reference in the Arrow recap, or in the Arrow yeah. episode this week, which I also got a, a chuckle oh. out of. So at the very end, uh, Tommy what runs out Bruce, of... What was the Bruce Wayne what, reference? Adrian Chase but, says, Bruce Wayne once told me... <laughs> Uh, oh, when you okay. when you eliminate the impossible, whatever is oh, left that's must right. be true. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, and then he gives us a Sherlock Holmes quote. Sherlock Holmes quote, yeah, quote, yeah. Like, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Bruce yeah. Wayne's just so, running around quoting Sherlock Holmes because he's the world's my, greatest detective. My my read on that is either that Ollie knows, like in our like quote unquote timeline, like like in the lifespan of our show, that Bruce Wayne was in fact Batman. He knows that somehow. It, we didn't see it on screen, well, but somehow it, ahead of it's, it's a known thing. And so when he quotes it, he's just cool with it. Or he just thinks that Bruce Wayne is a giant douchebag, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> billionaire, and and he's like, dude, well, that is just what a, that guy thinks. That is just a Sherlock Holmes quote. That's just that's just Sherlock Holmes, and he doesn't yeah, right, want to right. tell he's him because he's like, he's I don't have time. I don't have time to deal with you being stupid right now. I got I really gotta go. <laughs> we just gotta move on. Speaking of which, we too have to move on. I want to address a couple quick letters before we wrap up. So let's jump over to the letters page. Uh, All right. We've got a few this week. Uh, I will throw out uh, (laughs) uh, uh, our good friend reader, Sam Cook, asks, writes, Dear Biff, how many steps ahead of us are you? Anybody want to take Guess what, one? Sam? That's a new rating system. So stay tuned. <laughs> so we're that many steps ahead of you. He says yeah. he has a pretty good idea, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam, Sam, thank you for everything you do for us. Also, James Farner, I'm sorry to complicate your life if you're actually still trying to keep track of this garbage. <laughs> good luck to you, brother. <laughs> uh, reader Daniel says he doesn't have really have a question this week, but he just wants to share how happy he was to see Moira again. Yeah. Amen, uh, Daniel. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know what? Uh, Malcolm and Moira do not age. There is yeah. no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> there is some. There is some vampire stuff going on there that has yet to be uncovered. <laughs> I would say dig either. I that scene where they open the door and yeah, dig standing looked, there. I'm like, he looks right, just is, the same. Like with his haircut short, he looked very, uh, he yeah, looked very young. Yeah, man, yeah, like eight yeah. years. I would like to go eight years. It's funny. I've been watching a couple trashy shows, and there's one actor who I like who's in both of them, and one's from the early 2010s. Uh, and one aired this past summer, 
and the actor Oded Fair, who I love, is in both of them. And he's like got gray hair in the new one and everything. I'm like, oh man, it's only been like eight or nine <laughs> years since that last show. You look so old. Yeah. I'm so sad about that. But these uh, guys all look the same. Someday uh, he'll have me, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, I didn't, John's too handsome uh, for that. So do you want to read this one from uh, Christensen? Uh, I mean, there isn't really a question in here, but yeah, he's got some feedback for us uh, uh, on the most recent yeah. episode. Guy, did you want, was there something you wanted to address in particular? I mean, uh, the, you know, he took the time to actually put this in the post and send it to us. Uh, That's true. Uh, hope you're ready for some reader feedback on the last latest episode. I really enjoyed seeing all of our old friends. Great way to start, just a little off kilter. Nice to reckon, realize that the world is where Ollie actually died on the boat island. Uh, always good to see Tommy Moore and Malcolm. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I hope the rest of the season is like this. Yes, definitely, 100%. Uh, popping into different worlds and getting to see different versions of the supporting cast. I'll let Tom Kevin on Flash. Yeah, Can we, I, yeah, I want to interject briefly there. One, we just destroyed Earth 2, which I sent you guys a link to an, episode, uh, an interview with the producers in which they say they cleared it with the Flash uh, staff, essentially, that they could destroy Earth 2 without screwing anything mm-hmm. up. But that did make me wonder if Harry and Jesse <laughs> yeah. are, are gone. Uh, because Well, they could just make them jump out in time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Get, yeah. But maybe, yeah. it made me wonder, especially Tom Cavanaugh, you know, like, we haven't seen him yet this season on The Flash, as far as I'm aware. I'm, I'm an episode behind. Um, and, but yeah, the, uh, there is some, like, Earth 2 is a established the most established probably of the parallel universes aside from cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we just axed it all. So I think we have an idea of what the stakes are for crisis at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Big and getting bigger. Uh, 10 steps ahead. Headline made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Amen. Uh, honestly, part of me wishes that we'd either call this podcast, clear the room or 10 steps ahead or give <laughs> give us the room or 10 steps ahead. I don't know. I don't, did we come up with those when we were trying to like riff on that? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I think I, so. I, I feel yeah, like I we, we left it on the table. I think we used the best one. Anyway, whatever. There's always a thriving teeth t-shirt business to to feed. <laughs> sure. With. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope we've dispensed with the no dig. Have to do this alone nonsense. Yeah. I mean that. Even in this episode, that was getting boring. I felt like they were touching on it again, just to set the. I think ultimately, Ollie's going to make a. Um, the last thing that Alan needs to do is reconcile that he doesn't need to do stuff alone, which you'd think he does every season, but I don't know. That feels like something. That's kind of the arrow struggle overall in some way. Like that's his right. arc. And I think it's, you need to kind of address it in this episode, but I hope that yeah. it's, you know. I hope it's settled in a, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. there is a strong argument that he does kind of like, you know, I understand why he doesn't want to get other people involved, but at the same time, yeah, it is a, a note we've hit many times before. Yeah. I, and I found the, uh, the hand grenade in a foxhole thing a little on the nose. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's known it. He knows it. Like that, that's his closest friend. You don't need to. Here's a hypothetical about a hand grenade. Again, it's yeah. Ollie, just, <laughs> just skip the metaphor to teach me something and just tell me exactly what's happening. You don't, you know. Uh, but whatever. Uh, moving on. Uh, and then he goes on to sort of have one complaint, which is what, what he calls the Arrow Babies, which sort of mirrors our own uh, sort of thoughts on, uh, yeah. the, you know, Star yeah. City 2040. 
Yeah, and have he, we, have, he mentioned he mentioned not really caring about them, and I don't either. I don't think like I I'm not really very excited about this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so I don't. I mean, I, and and I there's so much to watch right now that it's not. I mean, like I'm giving Batwoman a lot of leeway. I feel like because like because mm-hmm. the first episode was not great. Um, the second episode was better, so that's good. But um, it's a char- but it's a character that I care about. Yeah. Whereas these other characters, I really don't care about that much. Right. So. Yeah. And yeah, and he has uh, he's got an. I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to say which character, but he's got a, a particular. Uh, yeah. Disfavorite out of the set. Uh, right. I don't want to say because I don't want to. A. I don't want to start picking on one character and be whatever. We'll let the readers. Other than Alex. Make. Well, Alex is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need to know. Uh, But I'll tell you one thing. uh, As random as the rating system gets, I I don't think that that particular character is going to be part of the rating system. Either way, frankly. I would agree. Uh, And again, I think that I will chalk up. I'll give some leeway on that just because I do think. I know where he's coming from. The flash forwards versus how you. It's kind of like. If you put all the flash forwards together, they're kind of a pilot. <laughs> like that's essentially yeah. my way of thinking yeah. about it. It's yeah. like you put them together, they're about the length of a pilot and it's about the concept of a pilot. So, yeah. I'm kind of willing to see what would happen if they actually had to make a show out of it. Uh because I think they're they would have to confront some different they would have to make some different choices. They would have to confront some of the challenges. They have some things that they can't lean on. I think that's a very mm-hmm. different proposition and either it works or it doesn't. Uh, but I think basing it solely on the flashbacks is it's too early to say, but I understand there's a logistical necessity of having it still a part of the season yeah. in a way that, yes, I think we would all agree it would be fine if you didn't have them here. But I think they have are somewhat beholden to the network and the larger forces at play there. Sure. Uh, the other thing that I will stridently point out is that the showrunner for this spinoff is uh, Beth Schwartz, who's yep. the showrunner for Arrow right now, uh, who yeah. has, uh, over the past two seasons, uh, sort of impressed me. Like, I, I've enjoyed, well, this yeah. episode and last season right. quite a lot. Uh, right. She's been working there for years, clearly is in love with the show. Uh, cool. I, I, I dig it. Yeah, I will extend every, like, I'm going to watch it for sure. Uh, you know, the first few at least, definitely. Uh, so I, while this feels a little rocky, I'm eager to see what it, it can grow into. So, uh, And then the last, I've got a couple more questions, but the one I'm going to pull oh, out sorry. the mailbag for this week uh, uh, is from uh, reader Nathaniel, who asks, and I, this may not be applicable to any of us, what did you think of Joker? And I guess I would change that to be, are you seeing, or do you have any interest in seeing Joker? <laughs> I have. Uh, let's I have save not that seen one. It. <laughs> I, I haven't. I seen have it. not seen it. I am not planning. Certainly not planning to go to see it in the theater. Um, I have, you know, I have problems with the, the the some of the comments that the creator has made that have turned me off the movie, and that's part of the reason why. Although I don't think I was going to go see it anyway, I don't. I, in general, I just don't have a lot of faith in the DC stuff right now. So I tend to wait to see them at home. And but I, I will say that a friend of mine has seen it, and I've heard this comment from other people that it's that Joaquin Phoenix is amazing in it, and um, you know my friends seem to think that it was that it was quite good. So yeah, huh. it's a 
It's okay, I'll weird, ask you after I mean, who I, the friend was because I want to know if I should trust that opinion or not. But. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, forget it then. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go see it. I have sort of resigned not to, but I don't know. Sometimes I get bored. Maybe I'll go see a movie. Uh, <laughs> like John, I'm not particularly jazzed about a lot of the DC Cinematic Universe stuff. Uh, uh, I did see Aquaman in the theater. Wow. Yeah, it was wet. And <laughs> the movie, it wasn't not like raining in the theater or something. It was like. actually raining in the theater. Yeah, that's because I can yeah. see how you might run into that if it's pouring outside. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, whatever. It was, I don't, I'm not offended by it, which is not, obviously not high praise, but I mean, whatever. It was, the movie was fine. It did some interesting things visually, and but not not really my cup of tea um remaking taxi driver at, with the joker is uh that which is as far as i understand not what happens but yet has been compared to that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh i think we're in a very different well first of all we're playing in not to get back into scorsese but uh there's the big leagues and the little leagues and uh i think taxi <laughs> taxi driver with robert de niro is going to be a little bit different than uh the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I because will... Robert De Niro actually got a taxi medallion and a license and drove taxis for a while. Uh, pretty sure Joaquin Phoenix didn't go to clown school. <laughs> I don't know. Knowing you Joaquin know Phoenix, that. he's a well, weird I don't dude. actually know that. I hundred percent believe he went to clown school. Actually, you know what? <laughs> yeah, he might have. Yeah, uh, I am. I really don't have a lot of interest in this. The Joker is not a character I particularly like. Um, I also feel like, for me, I mean, I like him as a force of nature foil, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't yeah, need to sympathize like. with him. That's the thing. Is like, I, I he's an agent oh, of no, chaos. He's no. a madman, and yeah. I don't need a yeah. reason. The whole thing. Yeah. We, you know, and I think we've had this discussion elsewhere about other, yep. other properties. The whole thing that's great about the Joker is you don't really know what his deal is where did he come right. from there that's are... the great that's the great thing about the dark knight yeah he tells that story three different ways and you don't know which yes one right you know which, and it's probably none of those and, and similarly <laughs> yeah. i think the batman the animated series has a similar sort of there are some theories at various places yeah. but i don't think it ever really gives a conclusive origin story no. i mean in the no. in the killing joke is a gives a backstory for him but even then he says that sometimes he remembers it differently right and yeah i think yeah. that which is i think fine. i think that was the seed well yeah i think it, that was the seed of like i'm gonna tell an origin story for the joker but i'm gonna make it that this guy's bananas like it yeah it could be any number of things you know so yeah, in, I mean, I don't way, really want to think about like, I mean, even even the version on on Gotham where I, they did it, you know, a couple different takes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought was, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time thinking about the Joker in his childhood. Like, I don't know, that doesn't really interest me. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, and so this movie, I don't think I will say, I did skip Joker, but I did watch. The Saturday Night Live version that they Grouch. did with Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> that was great. That is freaking amazing. <laughs> Definitely is, go watch that. That is highly recommended. Can you can you put that in the show notes? Yeah, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. It is really well done. Uh, and did you see it, John? It made me it made me laugh out loud a couple times. John, what's that? Yes, I saw. Okay, it. yeah, yeah. That yeah, is yeah. wow. That's good. Yeah, when 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 SNL <laughs> fires on all cylinders, they do some they yeah, do some good work. Yeah. It's not it's yeah. not often. 
No, no, no. But, <laughs> no. Yeah, but every now and then, yeah. Every now and then they pull out a gem. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it sounds like we're probably not going to talk about Joker, so I'm sure there will be uh, other venues if you are interested in getting some uh, coverage of it, but doesn't sound like we're going to be covering it here. Um, the Joker slash Joker prototype character in uh, Gotham is amazing, and I wish I could remember that actor's name. Uh, yeah. He does a terrific job. Uh, his he name is ter- he is terrific yeah he is in a bunch of things um i think he made his big start on the the showtime series uh shameless okay um and uh i'm also blanking his name but he's also the main character uh in the upcoming star wars uh first uh fps game that's coming out there's a big star wars oh, title right. coming out he's doing yeah. the motion capture and the performance for the main character right. his name is cameron oh, monaghan i successfully cameron stalled long enough I nice could work yeah, I, was, <laughs> yes. I was thinking i hope one of you is looking at yeah i was trying to yeah. <laughs> okay that's great uh honestly he is amazing uh like yeah. like like here we go here's how i get it in like Star Trek The Next Generation put out select <laughs> select sets of ding, like ding. the Borg episodes. Yeah, we need a bell. Like you gotta start we are, or like a like a phaser sound or something. Uh yeah. Uh <laughs> they had Borg episodes or they had Q episodes as like select box sets. I would love to see some Joker episodes of uh Gotham. Just pulled out maybe twelve episodes, fourteen, like whatever makes sense for the character arc of, of the character. Because he does a great job and it's uh it's one of the more interesting takes on the character I've seen. And yeah, uh, he also does it like in the very early on, he does a great and yeah, I don't know if he like necessarily keeps it up completely, but he does a great job of splitting the difference between in his voice between yes. um, Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, to be, there's a little Hamill in there, too. I feel like. No, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. When, like with the laughter and like the, the when he starts going over. Here's the thing. Uh, that guy's a great actor. Uh, and. I think that's a role where you get to play larger than life. Like that's not the Joker yeah. is not a person. It's <laughs> it. It's a manifestation of. Uh, I don't like to use the word crazy, but it, it it is the manifestation of the madness in the hearts of people. Yeah. Right. Like that. It's it's such a broad concept, and and I I, I don't want to sort of pin it down to any one thing, but it it is. Uh, it's ultimately a foil to and to the ordered mindset, and uh, you can't. I don't think you can give a backstory to such. A, a, well, that, a and character. that's the thing I think like, that I've heard about the movie, and we're talking about a movie that I haven't seen. Yeah, so right. Me saying it's, yeah. it's dumb, but um, just that a lot of people said that. There was a good movie that they thought that was a great performance, but they really couldn't see him being the Joker who's like this mastermind behind, you know, all these crimes in Gotham City and is a foil against Batman. So it's like it's like it's a good movie and they put the Joker name on it, but it's not really necessarily that character. Yeah. At least not as he exists in, you know, the the kind of the medium that i'm the mediums media media that i'm used to right yeah 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 it's a kind of point he needs to be equal and it's you know you can't just have some guy have a anyway who cares i'm, I'm done talking about a movie yeah. i haven't seen uh, yeah, well, yeah, let's yeah. move on not, yeah <laughs> just cut um, off <laughs> i think that's the uh the last one we'll address this week uh, and so we'll bring our show to a close we will be back next week to discuss 
Season 8, Episode 2, entitled Welcome to Hong Kong, and written by the uh, the uh, both returning uh, writers, Jill Blankenship, and our friend Sarah Tarkoff. Um, don't, so, don't say, well, I get maybe, hopefully it's too late to get her fired now, but yeah, she's... <laughs> <laughs> don't associate her with us it's, she doesn't need that <laughs> and a person that guy sometimes talks on to on twitter yeah. sarah tarkov Ooh, don't even tell people that but yeah yeah <laughs> i'm very excited that uh both these people that i've totally disavowed any knowledge of uh, uh writing this episode <laughs> i think it's gonna be honestly uh after this episode uh, full steam ahead i am i'm completely bought in i think i say to the, at the beginning of every season where ollie is running through a forest <laughs> and i think i'm like i think i'm hitting a slightly that's all i need yeah i think i'm just hitting slightly above 500 on that i think it's largely a great way to start a season so i'm in i'm excited yeah. let's go let's talk some hour after no next all right week. uh guy english uh thank you for being here this week uh thanks yeah that was great has anybody john did you find my puffs around here <laughs> If I when I find them, you'll be the first to know. Thanks, John Moltz. Always a pleasure. Thank you. I'm not currently tripping balls. <laughs> Readers, thank you for following along with these transcripts. I know they get unwieldy week after week, but um, they're great on the subway. Just flipping through these giant three ring binders, the transcripts from these episodes. <laughs> found uh, found him. Really- found him. John, do you want one? <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. There you go. Why not? Cool. Uh, <laughs> we, we will be back next week. Uh, until then, thank you so much for listening. And Guy is going to probably say some nonsense now. Dan is the best podcast host you're ever going to find. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was some playground level pulling. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. He's a, yep, he's a yep. True professional. You think you know me? Yeah. You don't know me. <laughs>